Welcome to Inside Groove, the only motorsports show where supermodifieds are king. Methanol is aromatic and the drivers carry their balls in a bag. Inside Groove is powered by IPC Indy, creating performance parts and solutions for the automotive, aerospace, and communications industries. Here's your host and fellow superholic, Race Chaser Media's Tom Baker. Welcome to this week's Inside Groove. I hope that uh, all of you are comfortably seated and relaxed and have your favorite beverage next to you and are ready to kick back and listen to some super modified discussion because we're going to have that. We're also going to have some small block discussion, SBS style, that is, uh, on this show. Our featured guest this week. Andrew Shortner and uh, Andrew it wasn't the longest interview we've ever done because uh, we needed to be sensitive to Andrew's time when we did it however um, we think you'll find it both entertaining and also thoughtful Um, with me now however on this show which by the way is brought to you as you heard in the open by indie performance composites and also a special nod to uh, skips fish fry and jns paving for being a part of it as well uh, tom baker with you camden proud is with me in this segment camden's been uh, missing in action here on the show for a couple weeks but we're always glad to have him back and now that the snow's melted up there uh, he's been able to sort of uh, get up and get de-thawed and ready to uh, let us know what's <laughs> going on um, and man it, it 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 seems like opening day is still a ways away but we've got this little thing called an expo show coming up in a couple weeks and uh, a lot of registrations coming in a lot of stuff flying around up there as we get ready for the 2020 season right yeah we have a lot going on actually it seems like as soon as the snow finally started to melt we were kind of able to get things going and get up in the office and, and get back to work so it's it's nice to have all the registrations finally starting to come in and you know, looking ahead for the 2020 season, really excited about the Motorsports Expo next week. It sounds like we're going to have a lot of fun things going on. Talk about the Expo and talk about um, what is going to be happening pursuant to the Oswego Speedway booth or space for the Expo itself. Uh, what cars and, and, you know, what's going on in the booth? Right. So far, we got a couple of cars committed. We'll have both of the Geo Racing Small Black Supers there. Greg O'Connor and Tony oh, wow. Diesel will have their cars on display. And I, I think we're working on a, a super modified or two, potentially. We're waiting to hear back from a couple teams, so I don't want to say anything just yet, but we're keeping our fingers crossed. It would be really nice to have one car from every division there, and, and we're, we're hoping for that. So um, that's that's great. We appreciate Greg and Tony coming out and, and helping promote the Speedway and the class, and, and we're just looking forward to it. We'll be there Saturday, March 14th from 10 to 8, and Sunday the 15th from 11 to 4. And we'll have a nice, nice new big Oswego Speedway canopy, a big tent over our booth. So you can't miss us. We'll have merchandise replays going on from last year, schedules to pass out. Should have some new merchandise there. Hopefully we'll be able to announce that in the next few days on social media. And uh, just come out and and, uh, chat with us and talk about the 2020 season. It's always a long off season, it seems. And this seems to kind of break the ice and, and speed the whole process up as we look ahead to opening day. Well, it should be fun. One uh, one theme that developed through uh, that has developed through the thread of this week's particular show here is uh, the, the the distance between where I'm sitting and where Andrew Shartner sits every week because he's down here too, obviously, and uh, and up there. And I know that I am still 
wanting very much to get up there for next week's uh, TQ show and to come to the expo probably on Saturday um, and see what's going on. But uh, just watching the weather, I'll make the decision probably midweek next week once I know for sure uh, what the situation is going to be between here and there. Love to come up for that. Um, but uh, we've got we've had some news um, that's come out recently. And you obviously, as as we talked about uh, have had a number of registrations coming in. I think the the news story for me that I, I found to be fun was the the dynamic duo that's uh, now been formed uh, for the 18 car. Um, Andrew Shartner, not going to run full-time this year, but the car is. Um, when Andrew is not running, Brian Sovis is going to be in the car. And we know the success that both of those two have had in the small block division in the past, um, you know, Brian and both of them were centered around, um, for the most part, uh, the Hedger cars. And then, of course, Carl Shartner built the car that Andrew's currently got. Um, but I'm sure a lot of the, the ideas were the same. And, and you know, those two are great friends, too. Uh, yeah. So um, this is going to be a lot of fun. On a, on a lot of different levels. Andrew and I talk about the, the, the kind of trash talk that will go on back and forth between the two of them and whatever. Um, but but it's, it's going to be a split season. Um, I won't – Andrew does talk about how that's – what that's going to look like in his interview, so we'll, we'll save that for, for when that comes up in our next segment. But, um, you know, but it's, it's going to be an interesting uh, combination with those two, and I think both of them – um, have the chance to win some races uh it should be fun i mean this this could be um one of those teams that that just becomes entertaining to watch throughout the year because both drivers are very personable and a lot of fun to talk to and and very quotable most of the time um <laughs> sometimes you got to slap an r rating on it but they're still very quotable but uh but it it just should be that's something we haven't seen very much of is is using more than one driver so they're not going to neither of them are going to win the 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 points but they're they're out to win races and support the track on a weekly basis so i think it's kind of cool that we get to see that happening yeah, I think it's I think it's fantastic. It's uh, it's tough for guys like Andrew and Keith Champagne that come down your way and yep. and got to book a darn four hundred dollar round trip American Airlines flight every time they want to race. Yeah, so, um, it's it's tough. I think it's great that Carl and Andrew and the whole team and everybody involved are are willing to put Brian in the car and and support the class weekly. And obviously, somebody of his caliber and talent. I mean, the guy. The guy belongs in a super modified. I both mean, let's, of them let's do. Be honest. Yeah. He's both do absolutely, yep. and and Brian's already proven that, you know, he he can be a winner in the super modified class, and I have no doubt that that Andrew could be as well. So um, until then, I think it's it's great to have them both running in the small black class. It's it's nice, uh, you know, kind of a, a similar situation to me where where it's a home built car and you know a father son deal and. I would love to see Andrew pick up another win in his father's chassis. I think it's a really neat thing they got going on. I'd love to see them both win, and I and I believe they both will. Honestly, yeah. I think be, yep. before the season's out, I think both of them will get wins. Um, you know, and like I said, the friendship and the camaraderie between Andrew and Brian. I mean, it goes all the way back to um, to, to to high school age, and um, of course, I've known them both forever and have worked with both of them um, on and off, and. 
you know, am great friends with both. And I just think it's cool to see, um, again, it, 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 what it does is it basically gives us another driver, even though we have to get one driver out of the car to put the other one in. It gives us, it brings Brian back to, to mm-hmm. racing action. And, and Brian's a popular guy and a lot of fans like watching him. So that'll be a, a good thing for the small block class to have, uh, that car in action every week. And I, and I'm really thankful too that Carl Shartner is, is healthy enough and, and strong enough to be able to do this. Um, Absolutely. So, yep. you know, cause he's, he's, um, you know, had some health issues over the last few years. And so, you know, again, they're, those guys are like family to me. So happy to see them back and, and that they're all kind of pumped up. We're going to, we have Andrew on this show. We're going to try to get Brian, um, on one of our next couple shows to kind of get his side of it. Um, and, and uh, it'll be fun. What else is uh, what else are we hearing? Who else is coming back? What else is going on? What else is in the news up there? Well, I guess I guess one thing I wanted to touch on was just the amount of rookie interest we have in the small block super class and the, the SBS class, and then the registrations we're have we're having come in, and and some guys that I've heard are going to come up and race at least a part time schedule. We should have at least six rookies this year in that class. And in which in the SPS fantastic SPS or three. Okay. SPS. SPS. Yes. Wow. Okay. Do we know, uh, we know Rob, Rob Bruce is going to be a rookie. Um, so we know that he's going to run and I'm, I'm again, I'm just thrilled that Robbo is going to get a chance to, to drive in that class and and run a swiggo. Um, who else do we have confirmed? That's going to be, uh, a rookie in the SPS class. Yeah, so so Robbie Bruce, I think I think that's pretty cool. Um, he gets to run with his brother. I'd love yeah. to see him bang wheels out there. Yeah, um, <laughs> see which one versifies <laughs> the other first. <laughs> that, yeah, that would be entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not if you're right behind him when it happens, but um, <laughs> but again, the family aspect. I think the family, that's, that's yeah, going to be great. About yeah. I love that for them. So yeah. excited for those guys. But yeah, I mean, beyond Bruce racing, we got Griffin Miller coming in and. Um, he he really impressed at Evans Mills last year with a nice top five finish in his, his first start with with the Bartlett. So he's got a older Lacerdo chassis. I, I believe it's the one Anthony started his career with. And, oh wow! Um, they've they've got it together on the ground. The body's all built, and Griffin's going to run a full season. So he he'll be able to go for Rookie of the Year. Cool. And obviously, that's. Again, the the family tie, son oh, of, of Joe Miller, grandson of Steve. So, yes. Are we gonna? Awesome. Is it gonna be uh, Sweet Sixteen? Uh it's we... gonna be nine. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that because see that would have been perfect. And I don't know that we have a sixteen in the uh, uh, SBS class, do we? Or am I just brain dead? No, I think the last think, one would have been Bill Presley. Yeah, actually, that was that was a while back. So that that number yeah. would have been open. It's it, that that would have been cool to see that sort of thing. But um, glad to have Griffin there, and, and and he's a good kid. I think that's you know I, I, again you know like you said a family that's that's been there for shoot it'll be about fifty years probably uh, close to it. Um, right, you know this year so uh, early seventies anyway when when Steve first started I think as a car owner. Right, right, and then there's there's Kelly's son Steve, who's going to drive the 350, and that's that's Steve or excuse me, Kelly Miller's old page car that he ran as a big black. Oh, okay. So yeah, so Steve will be in that for a couple 350 shows. Nice. So two members of the Miller family um, 
going to be running in different divisions. That's uh, that's cool. And and uh, one of them in the 350s, which obviously the we can use all the car count we can get in that division as it sure continues can. to build. Yeah. So that's a good addition. Um, who else is uh, who else is on the list that we know of? Joey DeStevens, he's he's another uh, Lacerdo car. I think Lacerdo sold two cars. I, I don't know if they have a third for sale. I think it okay. was just those two, but okay. I'm glad they were able to get him out the door, and we, we sure. picked up two rookies. That's another quarter midget Cartway graduate and, and Joey DeStevens, and I, I don't know if they're running the full season. I, I think they're going to kind of hit or miss a little bit between that, and they, they still got the quarter midget stuff for – for their other son. So okay. they'll be busy this season. And it's nice to have another graduate of that division come up to the speedway. For sure. uh, we also have Matt Germain and he's helped on the safety crew. He's, I believe his, his uncle is Roger Clark. He, he helped him oh. out when, when Roger came back a couple of years ago, he's been involved with the Snyder crew for a long time. And he bought a former John Testerario 47 and he's going to run the full season as well. So Happy to have Matt as as an addition, kind of living his dream. I, I know he's always wanted to race, and he's spectated and crewed for a long time. So uh, pretty neat story there. That's awesome. So he's going to run again. It'll, that'll be another SPS car. Another SPS car. Sweet. Yeah, so this, it's, it's working out good. And, yeah. and Mark Denny Jr. Uh, came back or didn't come back. The 14, he, he right? He did race. The 14, yeah. yep. He, he raced Fulton Speedway, I think, in the street stock division quite a while ago so he he actually did kind of come back to racing at the end of last year with just his first laps at Oswego okay and he signed on for the commitment program too with with that car this year so that was a sharp car it is sharp I, I don't know if you saw the, the picture we put up with the new yep. design it looks great yeah so it good, good for Mark yep. another great guy great family and I, I think the last one that I know of um is is Derek Hilton I, I don't know much about him yet or his car. I'm actually supposed to be reaching out to him for a story. He's He's been around. I I know the name. Um, I, I think I've met him a couple times. But he's he's been a fan, I think, for, for quite some time. He registered his car as 66. I don't, I don't know on, on the details yet. But I have to watch for a story on him, too. So I think, right. I think that's six rookies. Wow. Okay. So the SBS class seems like it's going to be very – healthy this year as compared to last year and we we said all along we thought that um this year for this coming year it would bounce back significantly once the the crate kind of got cemented and everybody had a year to to know it and and see how it worked and all that so happy to see that that's going on what about the 350 class uh you you mentioned young steve miller um who else do we have running in the 350 that we know about yeah another great story here is is kyle perry i, I think you know kyle and and dennis perry and their whole family yeah he actually has a, a older bellinger car and oh. they, they got it on the ground last night actually He's, he was sending me some pictures and he plans to to run every 350 race this year with that older bellinger car what as car the number is, 20. what car is what what bellinger car is that <laughs> I I don't know I I really don't I, I've asked him a couple times and and uh, they they haven't told me much on the history of it I I think it's a it's a Graves car Oh so it might be the one that uh, Brandon started in I believe that it is That's that's what Kyle thought He he told me he was going to ask Okay Eddie and, and all those guys and get back to me But that's 
the conclusion we came to. We were, we were texting back and forth a while about it last night, actually, and we're pretty sure it is the Graves car that Brandon started in in the mid-2000s. So um, it's, you know, again, another graduate of the Cartway, another graduate of, of quarter midgets, and, you know, spent a few years on the dirt racing. I was going to say, yeah, because I thought that uh, thought I was thinking of, of the same kid. He ran the yep. uh, yeah, sportsman yep. class, yeah. Um, that's awesome. Good to, good to have Kyle, uh, involved. Um, now I, I think, uh, who is it? Is it James Russaw that, that I saw a picture of his car recently with a new sponsor announcement? Yeah. Um, I, as far as I know, I think he has the former 23, the, the yeah, Spalding Jake Automotive yeah. 23. And he's, he's working with Jason. He's, he's, uh, from what I understand, he's he's helped Jason immensely as yeah. as far as getting sponsors for his super modified effort. They had the car out of Classic last year. Uh, it's the former Snyder Racing Extreme car, actually. And uh, you know, it was nice to have Jason back. They didn't have much luck Classic weekend, but he's supposed to come out and and hit several of our big block shows this year. And uh, Russo, he he crewed for my dad way back in 1998. He's been around for a long time, yeah. been a fan and always wanted to get in the car and he's you know kind of teamed up with with jason and um from what i understand the the car is uh just about done and got a nice new sponsor in aqua spa of a swiggo with with terry leroy and that's a new business that'll be opening up in may so it's it's nice to see a new business involved and a new driver yeah that's going to be fun um and reading a little bit about the business uh sounds like something that um a lot of folks in the Swigger are going to really be happy with and enjoy, uh, given the nature of the business with uh, uh, all of the different um, wellness op- options that they offer there. Um, we've got a couple of different um, things like that down this way and um, very popular, to say the least. So um, that should be a, a, a good addition to the city of Oswego and obviously to be able to have them realize right away that, hey, we need to be involved at the Speedway makes perfect sense because um, race car drivers certainly do need to take care of their bodies for sure. So, um, <laughs> yep. you know, that's uh, that probably will will help their bottom line pretty quickly, I would imagine, once people find out uh, what it is. But um, th- so who do we know of anyone else who's new? Not necessarily new. Um, okay. I've I've heard back. rumors here and there, kind of flying all over the place, of a couple dirt sportsman guys that are that are interested. Um, yeah, I I have heard of, of people coming back. As far as you know, Dalton Doyle, um, some of the guys who were invested last year, yep. returning for this season. So um, Barry Kingsley, Mike Bruce, all those guys will be back. Mike Bruce just got a new motor for his car. Um, so I, I do think that it's going to grow. I do think we'll have one Vern Lefebvre back this year. Sweet. That'll be a nice ovation when he, uh, hits the track again for the first time and, and well-deserved, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, I know we got Cameron Rowe coming, uh, to the 350 class as well in the old cliff car. Yeah. That's another thing I wanted to touch on, man. Those guys are just are killing it. They're animals. When I was out there over Christmas, I mean, they were working like beavers. Oh Um, man. There's like four or five cars in that, that circle. Now you've got Cameron's got an SPS and a, and a 350. And uh, of course, Mike is driving two. And, um, 
Robbie and uh, gosh, I feel like who am I missing? I feel like there's another car in that group I'm missing. But there's like four or five cars in in that in that group. <laughs> it's crazy how hard those guys work and how much they're uh, they're doing. But I mean, again, that's that's um, that's what to me is really making the speedway fun right now. Is all of all of those you're seeing a lot of, and I don't know that we thought that was going to happen when the 350 class started, but seeing these teams that are doing double duty like that, whether it's with the same driver or there's two different drivers involved, to me, that's that's a great thing. And, and these aren't certainly aren't, you know, big dollar organizations either. They're just they're they're teams that really want to go racing and they're you know, they're doing everything they can to put a car together in each division and to support both classes and i think that's fantastic it really is fantastic and it's it's nice to have uh you know kind of a new team like those guys involved and yeah. i, I kind of you get you gave me a nice segue because rich i know he's, he's supported the show and yes obviously is doing a lot for for both divisions fielding two cars and the 350 and the sps classes and he has also stepped up as JNS paving to become the title sponsor of the 350 super modified division. So oh, we're wow. really grateful for him and appreciative of that. Wow. That's great. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. See, and again, there again, you need people like that. And you know, that's, um, it's, there's been, I feel like a bit of a, um, a bit of a revival at the speedway in the back pit. Um, you know, and, and again, I'm, I'm not, this is not, we're not even talking about supers here. I'm just, I'm just saying that it, with teams like that, you're, you're starting to get more teams that that come in at the entry level, and that's how you end up with teams or drivers anyway at the top level. Is you got to start mm-hmm. down there yep. first, and so you know we th- there was a whole lot of hoopla about Greg Furlong coming back. Um, th- Greg's a perfect example. Those guys started in the limited class, and Greg had race nothing basically i mean you know let's go racing and look all that turned out to be i mean so i think the excitement in the back pit is great for the front pit because it eventually drifts that way at least in part and so if you can get um if you can get your your entry level classes your lower classes to a price point and a competition standpoint to where you know a kyle perry or a griffin miller can come in and be successful then, mm-hmm. you know, maybe over time, you know, that develops into a bigger a bigger thing, and that's what you need. So I'm really excited to, to see everything that's going on in, in the back pit, knowing full well that, you know, the front pit's still pretty strong, too. I mean, it seems like I don't know, uh, and again, you can tell me better, but I don't know that we've totally lost anybody in the Supers. Do we have what's the, the new... Uh, the rookie super modified field look looking like for 20. I don't know. I, I don't know if we'll have any new rookies and, and that's kind of a, a bummer. I don't think we are going to lose anybody at all. No, I'm not, I'm not sure if we will end up losing a car full time. I, I think there's a couple guys on the fence. Um, I, I also think there's a couple guys that are going to kind of, be hit or miss that we haven't had before. Like we got registrations from Mike McVetta and, and Danny Shirey. And that's something we thought would happen last year. And uh, fortunately it didn't, but this year it sounds like they're going to hit, you know, three or four races. Good. And again, if you get some of the, uh, 
uh, MSS slash Isma cars that come in and run a few times. Uh, you know, the, the, the car count stays relatively healthy. Yeah, I think it's going to stay relatively healthy all year long. Um, Joey Payne, another guy that's coming back. You got Jason Spaulding, Bobby Bond registered. He's going to run a few shows. Oh, good. Yeah, so it, good it is for Joey too. I didn't, I didn't see yeah. that. Uh, is Joey going to run the uh, Penix car? Yep, yep. I think Sweet. he's going to be there opening day and then go from there. So yeah, it's really good. I wonder when we'll see Anthony in a super modified. I know that that'd be nice. Not that I, I want to not have, have Joey in one, but you know, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know like I'd rather yeah. see another car. But I right. wasn't trying to kick Joey out of his seat. But you know, I think we'd all love to see Anthony get a shot at it. Sure. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Nick Snyder get a shot at it too. He's he's. Uh, Does he still he's want to? to do it a long time? Has he? Okay, I I wasn't sure. I mean, Nick's a big hockey player and has some other things. Um, I wasn't sure if that was still a goal of his or not to get in the car. But um, yeah, it would be fun to see him out there too. You know, it's just it it's it's one of those situations where again the cost of competition is just so high that you know whereas you know twenty years ago. Well, you just buy another car and you know put Junior in it, right? But um, if you're not, if you're dad and you're not ready to to be done, um, but it's uh, it just uh, it's expensive nowadays to to feel a competitive super, so it makes that sort of thing harder. But it would be nice yeah. to see a couple of those uh, guys like that be able to um, you know to get in the car uh, and and have their shot. I mean, you've got a. a You've got a, a an SBS sitting there. Maybe we get uh, one of those guys. And well, of course, they probably those guys would probably want to start in a super, knowing them. Yeah, you know, I think that that Tim's goal is to stay in it long enough that you know when Nick's Nick's really busy with hockey right now, yeah. and I I think they'd kind of like to get him through that and, and let him focus on hockey in school. But right um, when the time comes and the opportunity presents itself, I do think he'll he'll get his chance to to compete and it's it's nice to see tim i mean <laughs> one of the most loyal competitors the, the division has yeah, ever seen for, for decades now so it's i'm really glad that he's going to be back for a full-time season um this year as well and, and hitting some isma races too i was down at their shop last week and and they're getting things ready to go so very dedicated and happy about that that's fun yeah it's uh it's good that they're going to do some isma isma racing as well um yeah i mean it seems like for the most part the class is uh pretty healthy and and again increasing car counts in the other two divisions so it's seeming like this is going to be a really good really solid season uh at oswego and the schedule obviously is done and and out and uh love it like the schedule this year well i do too i love I love the variety in the schedule. I think we've talked about that on some other shows with the other divisions coming in. Um, you know, I mean, gosh, it's great to have the sport mods and the, the super stocks coming in. And, you know, the ISMA opener being at the track is is awesome. Um, you know, and, and then Classic Weekend to me is just shaping up to be a whole bunch of fun um excuse me so it should be should be a a really good season at oswego and you're going to have all the information and schedules and everything at the expo for anybody who goes there um so uh you know it'll be great it uh sounds like it's 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 going to be um a good time and hopefully everything goes well next week um i i know the tq midget races are always a blast and we get you know i know tyler thompson's going to run uh 
Michael I, Barnes. Michael Barnes has been running yep. that series, yeah. So uh, do we know what Mike's status is, by the way? I haven't heard anything official on him with uh, Sorrell Racing yet. I, I don't. I've heard nothing but rumors on it. I've heard he's he's full-time. I've heard he's done. I've heard he's part-time. I, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Sounds like a weather forecast, partly cloudy yeah. <laughs> with a chance of a shower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some, somebody's practicing meteorology. Uh, well, it's, it's you know, hopefully, obviously, he, he comes back. Uh, but looking forward to seeing him in the, uh, the TQ Midget car, that's always fun. And Tyler, obviously has had um, an interesting off season with going and running the chili bowl and doing the TQ stuff. And um, I know he's, he's in for a busy season again this year. Uh, and I suspect probably um, some, some, uh, some announcements down the road to come on stuff he may be doing, but um, man, it just, um, it's good to have you back on the program and, uh, we're seeing registrations coming in, and and now you know you'll have more information coming in in the coming days and weeks about who's official and who's not and what's going on, yep. and um, and we can hopefully um, at least hope for the most part put the snow away for for another year and uh, start thinking about <laughs> spring so. and super modified racing again. I hope so. A lot of green grass today, and it's 45 degrees, so that's what we like to see. Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, it's actually really mild down here, which is sort of scary, because usually it, in, in our recent history here in the last couple of months, it gets into the 60s. The next thing that happens is serious thunderstorms or tornadoes, so <laughs> I'm hoping we can avoid all of that. We got a big race down here at one of the dirt tracks this weekend, so um, we we kick our, uh, our season off in the Charlotte area on uh, – uh, on on Saturday, uh, Lancaster Speedway just over the uh, the border has uh, two big days of racing on Friday and Saturday, so it's okay. it's on for us. Yeah, so it should be fun. Anyways, uh, we appreciate your time, Camden, and um, look forward to to having you keep us up to date in the coming weeks with what's going on. And uh, appreciate uh, appreciate you being back on the show. Yeah, can't wait. Uh, good to be back. It's going to be a really fun year. We're going to uh, step aside. When we come back, we're going to hear from Andrew Shortner. As Inside Groove continues, we shall be right back after this. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider, complete motorcycle air suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Welcome back to Inside Groove. And as we talked about in the open of the show, uh, Andrew Shartner is joining us on this uh, Inside Groove show this week. And we are excited to have Andrew. I haven't, uh, everybody thinks that, uh, hey, you live in North Carolina and, you know, I know so and so and so and so that live down there. You must see them all the time. And the truth is, it's a pretty big place down here. We all kind of have our own things going on and um, don't get to see nearly as much as i'd like to but uh happy to have you on the show buddy and uh 
you've got kind of an interesting arrangement going on this year. Um, and just for the listeners, uh, I've known Andrew since he was nine years old when he started racing Mike Rods at the Syracuse Gettys Mike Rod and Quarter Midget Club. And I've known Brian Sobis. Gosh, I don't even know how old Andrew was, but I think they were both still in high school when I met Brian racing go-karts at Frozen Ocean up there. Um, so for me, this is kind of interesting. They've been great friends all these years, and to see the two of them teaming up uh, for a full-season effort at Oswego is pretty awesome. How did this all come together, Andrew? I mean, I know you were part-time last year. I think a lot of us had thought that maybe you would end up being full-time again this year. The car is, but you're not. Talk about the whole genesis of uh, the dynamic duel of you and Brian Sobis getting together to uh, go try to win some races in the small block division. Uh, yeah, I think it started in November when I turned 30 and it hurt to get out of bed. So I figured it <laughs> to uh, sit on an airplane for two and a half hours every week. Uh, but it turned out to be a situation where, you know, I got a lot um, that I've done up there in the small blocks and I'm happy with that. And I want to try to get a couple more wins, but I didn't really want to make the full-time commitment to run a full season and, I uh, wanted to try to potentially uh, keep the program going because it's a successful program, and I needed to find somebody that I could trust to have the same driving style. Um, it also could help us uh, advance, really, our expertise and setups, and the only person that could do that and the best person out there for that was Brian. So it worked out that um, you know Brian was looking to get back active again, which – um, there's no place Brian deserves to be more than the supers, but we'll take him as, as long as we can down in the small blocks. And um, it just came together that we both had uh, mating needs and wants, and we'll uh, we'll put a good program together for this year. Well, uh, I would actually opine that both of you deserve to be in the big block super modified division. And uh, I was hoping that um, Tyler Thompson would have gone ahead with a raffle of that car, and I'd have won it because I was uh, looking at uh, this dynamic duel being a super modified thing. But maybe someday the Lord will still let that happen. But you, uh, you know, you and Brian, you talk about the similar driving styles, and you're right. I mean, you're two of the only drivers that I've seen in the division over the years who have the ability to to run the top the way that you do and you know to me i think the level of aggression without being over aggressive um and just the way that you drive the car is very similar i'm not sure kind of how all that happened i think it's more like minds than anything else because i don't know that you know, either of you really patterned yourself after the other or really after any of the same drivers that came before you, but it is interesting how similar your styles are. Yeah, um, you got to really have very little respect for the left side of your car and your medical deductible <laughs> to run up to the top. But it's interesting that he has kind of been one of the pioneers to, to get that started. And uh, show everyone, you know, you had Jabe Gruel back in the day. Was yes, really good Dave, you're Rush right. Brown. Yep. yep. Um, and there didn't really seem to be a lot. And I think uh, Brian uh, shares similar style there. I do. Uh, it's a little easier to do nowadays, I think, in my opinion, because yeah. they've gone to cars that really are a little too easy to drive. I think the tires are stickier, or they are far stickier than they used to be. You know, back in the day, it was yeah. a lot more slippery. Um, and you really, really had to earn it up there. Uh, but 
it still is takes a certain amount of pedigree to to drive up on the top and um you really have to set the car up so it's faster in traffic than in a straight line which is why you'll typically see us not qualify as well as uh, some of our other competitors because it's one thing to go really fast in a straight line but we're not on a drag strip you got to be able to navigate and Brian understands that very well. And uh, I think it'll work well. Um, him being able to, first of all, get that set up in the car and then to uh, be able to utilize it from week to week without having to change too much between us. Yeah, that's it's really interesting that you talk about how much easier the cars are to drive because I believe that too. I think they, and I think, I suppose in some ways, uh, so, some folks would argue that's a good thing. Um, I think there was a time when I thought your dirt experience really played into you being able to get up there and run the top successfully. Um, and and now the way the cars are, I'm not so sure it comes into play as much. But nonetheless, I think first you have to uh, you you have to want to go up there, and like you said, you got to be willing to sort of put you and your car at risk. But then I think the other part of that is that the cars do handle much differently than they did when you started and and when brian started so it's kind of a different it seems like it's almost a slightly different driving style that it takes to to make them fast now than it used to be it is and i i don't agree with that there's a lot of things i'd like to see happen go to harder compound tires basically take our spoiler away almost down to nothing and get it back to where it's difficult to drive um and you would see people screw up more and you would see people slide around more but we don't need to be running 18 sixes you know if we're running 19 twos the racing would be just as good and we demonstrated that it sure was um, yeah i agree you know it was it was really good back in the day, and uh, it's not to say it's impossible. I mean, the classic there coming out of turn four, I somewhere priest read me my last rights because I was dead to rights <laughs> coming out of four. Yes. Somehow saved it. Yes, you were. And I think that had something to do with some of the dirt track, but um, in general, there's a lot of changes I think we can make to slow the cars down, but would actually make the racing better. Yeah, I I don't disagree with that. It's an interesting point of view, and I've never thought, you know, I, I've always been one that I go to races to see side-by-side competition and passing. I'm not, speed is great, but if speed isn't also accompanied by side-by-side competition and passing, then, you know, I can go watch a drag race and see speed. Um, you know, I'm interested in competition and racing and um you know, and I think sometimes you can get to a point where you're almost going too fast for the for the racing to be good. I think the, you know, I think to a degree the super modifieds have gone through that a little bit. Um, you know, at times, um, and and I think uh, the the SBS division the same. I mean, you you watch races from you know the early mid '90s and even into you know the early 2000s before it started getting really um, fast. You 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 know you saw a whole lot of side-by-side racing and drivers that you know you look at and go well gosh if you put this you know it's it it's not anybody can drive these things and i don't think i don't think that the limited division got as nearly the respect that it deserved in its earlier days for the racing it was putting on because there were a lot of times it was a, a better race than the super modified race was that same night it is and and i think that the problem is with these cars being as grippy as they are it's almost like some of these NASCAR races where guys get on front and then it's follow the leader. Yeah, yep. And a good point of that is you look at Tyler, uh, 
Tyler Thompson, he ran small blocks, uh, wasn't as successful as he was in the supers because uh, I think he saw how hard it is to try to pass in that class because yeah. everybody's so tight. I mean, one through 20 is just a couple tenths of a second off on any given night, not just classic. Um, and a couple tenths of a second and or hundreds of a second for that matter. And it really shouldn't be that way. I think that if you get the cars to where, you know, maybe we have to run the tires, you know, three weeks in a row, if you're not going to go to a different compound, do yeah. something, take the spoiler away. It's going to make people screw up and you're not going to be able to run seven, eight laps in a row, a hundredth of a second off. And your lap times are going to be more up and down. And that's going to lead to more passing. Cause if you're sitting in the stands, you can't tell the difference between an 18 second lap and a 19. No, three. not at so, all. Nope. No, nope. it's uh, you know that's just I try not to complain too much about it because it makes me sound like a a grumpy old veteran, and I refuse to admit <laughs> that now. Well, so you're neither old nor grumpy. You are a veteran, however. Um, but and I think as a veteran, I think you're entitled to that opinion. And and you know, it. I think also that people ought to pay attention to to the opinions of the guys that have been doing it a while because um you know you guys have kind of been through the evolution a little bit um and and you know what's going on and and I think you have a perfect right to express that and I I nobody's you know nobody's there's no personal attacks here there's no you know the speedway sucks or anything like that it's just a discussion on on you know what might or might not be a better way to go and I think you need more of that not less uh, what we need less of is just you know the 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 personal attacks and people criticizing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over until it's you know yeah. until you beat it to death that's not productive but i think the opinions you have certainly have merit and you know and i think it is productive if you're expressing it in the sense of wanting the racing to be better so um you know you've you've been doing this a long time now and as you said you've accomplished about everything there is to accomplish in an SBS car, um, most of it more than once. Um, you you certainly would have loved another championship, I'm sure. But again, there comes a point where you want more of a balance, which I totally get. And it's hard to go from North Carolina to Oswego, New York every week. Um, you know, you've 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 kind of figured that out over the years, and. Um, you know, I think we'd all like to be at Oswego all the time, but we just don't live close enough to make that feasible. Um, so going now, was it kind of your idea that I want to find another driver? Or was it kind of from the start, I want Brian Sobis to drive the races I don't? Because I was honestly, when I when I saw this, my first thought was, this is awesome. This is going to be a blast. And then my second thought was, well, I know Rich Petruco ran some races. I bet he would have liked to have done some of that. So, I mean, was was there any consideration of any other drivers, or was this something where you specifically wanted to sort of team up with Brian and have some fun? Uh, Brian was my first choice, for sure. I just wasn't sure if he was going to be willing to go around the small blocks because he obviously had been successful. He had many second-place finishes in the Super. Yep. You know, I, just, I had considered him, you know, invite David Ortiz to your wedding, you don't expect him to show up type of thing. <laughs> I wasn't sure that he was going to be willing to accept that invitation. 
and well, I was very excited that he did. But we did go through a couple other options. I immediately ruled out Russ Brown because I figured he'd make me look bad. Yeah. So <laughs> I figured, well, he died trying, that's for sure. <laughs> so I will be bragging if I run better than Brian, and I told him that as well. So. Well, and, and you know that it's going to go the other. See, that's why I'm so excited because the trash talk is going to be just uh, uh, a whole other level here in, inside this group. And, and, you know, it's great because one of the things that, that I've always said about motorsports, you know, people say, why do you love racing? Well, the relationships and the friendships and, and that get built. And here's a classic example. You and Brian have been friends a long time. Um, and, you know, and it's so now you've got this thing going where you're going out to win races. You're not just going to screw around and have fun. But at the same time, there is that element of, you know, we're going to have fun while we're trying to be serious. And I know that obviously the game changed for you last year um, because, you know, Tom um, kind of stepped back and it became more, almost more Shartner racing. Um, so to be able to put this together obviously took a level of commitment on everyone's part to say, especially your dad and the crew, that, yeah, we want to do this every week, but we know we're going to have to use a couple different drivers to get it done. Yeah, it took a lot of self-reflection. You know, when Tom took a step back, he obviously had a very important leadership role. The guy that's in the Hall of Fame, and he's a guy that yep. has done this from the beginning and is very well regarded and, and for good reason yeah, because absolutely. he knows how to lead a team. Yeah. I mean, that's demonstrative of how successful everybody they've put in the car has been from Russ to Gruel to myself. And obviously those were big shoes to fill coming behind them too. I feel like we've done it, but we've done it because of his leadership. So it was a challenge to try to get started uh, last year and be successful. We did have a little bit of um, disorganization that we had to sort through. And I think we're going to come into this year better prepared and we're going to be more successful because we can be successful. I know that on any given night, we're the best team up there. It's just, it's mentally and physically uh, difficult to do it week after week after week for coming 700 miles. Yeah. Uh, it's not an excuse. It's just a realization. No, it's a fact. <laughs> it's a, you know, if we want to do this the right way, we're going to have to change things and tune them a little bit. And this was the best path, best path forward is moving forward with myself and Brian. Um, you know, and that's how we're going to see the most success. Okay, so I want to back up a little bit because I want to be sensitive to your time. I know you've got other things to do later tonight, but um, but I do want, because there, there are so many fans listening to this that I feel like may not have ever really known your whole history of what I would define as overachievement. And there's also another whole storyline within that of you and your dad doing this together and your dad building cars. You started in mic rods and in, in cars that you, you know, were kind of borrowing from someone else, but then your dad started building them and you know, your dad's mic rods won. And then you went to um, what, what used to be dwarf cars and then, um, you know, th th got a name change, but I, I still in my, in my head, like to, call them dwarf cars but you went to Brewerton and was and, and again your dad built one of those and you started winning in those and and now you go to small blocks and end up racing for tom and your dad builds a car and you go out and win um so can you talk a little bit about 
if you kind of look back on it, first of all, could you have ever seen yourself at this point at 30 still racing anything, much less, um, you know, being able to do it with your dad in the way that you guys have uh, with your dad building the majority of your cars. Um, But then what's it been like for you? I mean, you know, fans probably ought to know that you were like 17 or 18 and, and the Moglite club asked you to be a part of the board of directors, which says a whole lot for the kind of character and person that you were at such a young age. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you bring that up. Because I had someone ask me the other day, we were talking about growing up and things that we did. And you know, I played baseball for a handful of years in high school, yep. but didn't really do a whole lot other than race. And they said, looking back, would you change that? Would you change anything about it? And I thought about it and tried to self-reflect honestly. And I said, honestly, no. Because, you know, when this was all done and when I look back on it, these last you know, 22 years or whatever it's been, 23 years of my life that I spent racing has been the greatest that I could have possibly scripted it only because that I spent the majority of the time with him. Uh, my father, of course, being able to do this because as biased as I may be, he's the greatest engineer that I've ever known. Oh, I agree. So to be able to do a lot of the stuff that we've done, it wouldn't have been impossible without him really being creative, innovative, and doing the things that he did, but also pushing me to be not only a good driver, but a good person. So I feel like where I've wound up today was a huge part of him and uh, obviously the rest of my family, my mother, and it's really brought me close to uh, all of them. Uh, wouldn't change it. I don't know how much longer I have, but I'll always be you know grateful for this. And I think Brian's helping extend that lifespan a little bit as well so um you know we're very fortunate we get to do it we're very fortunate that we've been very successful at it i've been um you know i've been very successful with some of the wins we've been able to grab and i want to get a couple more try to get into the top five all time in wins and then if we do that i think i'll be happy i can um you know sit down here on a nice hundred degree day and sweat to death and be happy about it later. <laughs> well yeah i won't even get into some of the uh corny jokes you made about the carolina heat the first time you came down here all those years ago uh when i said hey you should come to college at uncc and you actually took me up on it uh which i i hope you look back on and say i'm glad you gave me the advice uh but um you know it was uh it was certainly entertaining driving you around the first time you came down here um okay so uh 2020 already upon us and you're ready to do this sort of dynamic duel who's going to race opening day and what is your schedule going to look like or haven't you kind of ironed that all and who's going to run the classic uh it should be i'll run the first two races uh we're going to get brian in for the middle part of the summer and the game plan now is for me to run the classic uh if he goes out there and wins every race and i'm not doing well i'll probably get out of the way uh you know we'll see how that goes but um that's the game plan for right now and uh you know obviously we have had a lot of support over the years from uh tom um had a lot of support from uh my my parents and uh, Arnold's Family Restaurant will be on board this year. Cameron's Bakery, GMV Auto Care. Uh, we're going to get some support, uh, some support from um, East Coast Customs. And a lot of what we're going to do is going to depend on all them people working together to make it happen. So uh, I'm excited for it. We'll go out there. We'll get started. Test run the first two uh, weeks. Uh, we got our fundraiser April 18th at Lighthouse Lane. So everybody can come out to that. And then... Uh, 
where I'm going to get out of the way and let the main event come on stage in uh, June and let Brian do his thing. And then we'll go from there. <laughs> Are we going to see both of you kind of in and out of the car, uh, like on a, on practice day or whatever, or what's the plan for that? Yeah, I think we're going to do that. I'm trying yeah. not to keep things too hard and rigid because it's really going to be a feel thing. Uh, if one of them's one of us is riding momentum, I'm sure we'll go with it. Uh, you know, I'm not going to – Brian wins a race or two. I'm not going to be like, all right, get out of the car. You know, we're going to – we're going to be flexible and we're going to make sure that, uh, you know, we do this the right way and we do this the way that if someone's having success, we feed off that momentum. Interesting. So that kind of opens the door for a little bit of uh, inter-team competition. If uh, Brian goes out and starts having some success, I mean, you, you're you're willing to, to kind of step back and let him run more. So a uh, little motivation. <laughs> it sounds like there could be some uh, interesting conversations coming uh, from, the, um, from the 18 pit over the course of the year for sure. That's going to be a fun place to be hanging out this year. I can see that definitely biting me in the ass now that I say it, but I'm sure he'll buy me a large case of beer to make up for it, so we'll be fine. Yeah, I'm sure he probably will. (laughs) And now we'll have to get Brian on to get his side of all of this, but uh, we're grateful for the chance to spend a little time with you tonight, Andrew, and uh, look forward to, I want to actually get you up to our new studio in Statesville and get you uh, on one of our Thursday night shows up there coming up um, and, and talk about your career a little bit because it has it, it is a great story and a very unique one as well so uh hopefully we can make that happen and um you know meantime we we wish you well and look forward to seeing what you and brian can do at uh, the big o this year and glad to see that uh you got two classy drivers that that can you know can certainly drive the wheels off a car teaming up to put a car in the field full time and excited that your dad and everybody else are willing to put that kind of an effort in again this year and uh should be a lot of fun Thanks. Appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, that is Andrew Shartner. We are going to step aside, and we'll have more of Inside Groove coming up right on the other side of this break. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math or science person. No excuses. No problem. It's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Helping people start an IT career is their thing. If you don't absolutely love what you do, go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an information technology professional in as little as four months. Attend classes on campus or live online just two or three times a week to get what you'll need to start your new career. More than just a school, My Computer Career helps you get into the industry by working with hundreds of employers that hire their students. My Computer Career is nationally accredited and financial aid is available for those who qualify, including the GI Bill. Classes start soon, so go take the career evaluation now at mycomputercareer.edu. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Welcome back to Inside Groove, and that will just about wrap up this show for this week. We hope that you enjoyed uh, all of the conversation that we had and thanks again to cam and also to andrew shartner for uh jumping on and being a part of this week's episode next week we're gonna have a treat for you we've got a driver from the past who's going to be talking about another driver from the past his own career and a driver in the present so we'll let you uh 
chew on that puzzle for a week or so and look forward to seeing you on our next episode and we may even have an additional guest as well so uh we're excited about uh, the next few weeks here we've got uh guests lining up now for uh the rest of the month and into april so we're getting things aligned uh to take us uh well toward the season opening shows and looking forward to what 2020 has in store so for cam and for myself and for all of our sponsors uh ipc indie indie performance composites uh, i i promise we're gonna get we're gonna kidnap jeff west one of these weeks and uh, get him on the show uh, as soon as his schedule lightens up for us and uh also uh skips fish fry sean cathcart and his staff and um richworth and the group at jns paving i'm tom baker thanks for listening please remember to share the show and if you would be so kind if you feel inclined uh go to uh, the inside groove facebook page and give us a good review we uh we need to get some more of those going it uh, looks good for potential sponsors but it also reflects well when new people migrate over there and see good reviews uh it uh, just reflects well on the work that we're doing so don't want to push just if you feel inclined to take a minute to do that we would appreciate it and of course like i said share the show on all of your social media outlets because the more new fans we get, the bigger the party gets every week, and that's what we want. Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you have a blessed week and weekend. Look forward to the next episode of Inside Groove. So long. You've been listening to Inside Groove, powered by IPC Indy, creating performance parts and solutions for the automotive, aerospace, and communications industries. Find them on the web at www.ipcindy.com. Inside Groove is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.